everybody. Welcome back to The Wealth of Health, a podcast promoting the value of our healthy bodies and what they do for us every day. Now for my returning listeners, hi, how are ya? How we doing? For my new ones, also hi, how are ya? How we're doing? Um, my name is Taylor Beasley. This is my fourth episode. Um, starting to get the hang of this whole podcast thing a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm a tech pro yet, but we're getting there. Um, Again, a couple more platforms you can check out some content on. I have an Instagram for this podcast. It's the underscore wealth of health for weekly updates. And I also have a blog on WordPress called The True Definition for content. Not really meant for this platform, but I still want to get out there. Um, it's been a little bit of a weird week, I'm not going to lie. A little a little update in the life of Taylor Beasley. Um I finished my first semester of college, which I always knew I was going to be able to say, but I never quite knew when that was going to happen. It seemed like I was always either getting hurt or taking a breathe, like a gap year or whatever. So this has been a long time coming and I don't think I've fully processed the fact that I've done that yet. So that's pretty exciting. Um, But I think the completion of finals for that first semester and then it just being over, like having nothing to do for a while, left me kind of like swimming in space a little. I had all this extra time. I didn't feel as much stress. I definitely wasn't like waking up. Well, I guess I was. I was my body was like trained to wake up early, but I didn't have to wake up early to do anything. Um, and I'm naturally a very introspective person. So when I don't have anything to do with my brain, it kind of just starts thinking about shit. And that's, I think, where this whole podcast situation for this next, this current episode came from. Um, I had too much time to think, so I basically rationalized my whole reaction to COVID. Now, that's a big statement, and I also, I want to be careful because I... I told myself that I wasn't going to turn this podcast into a COVID podcast because that's not like the definition of my whole life. It's not how I want to be viewing the world all the time as even though it's, you know, the main thing on everyone's minds right now and it's all we read about and hear about and talk about. I think it's kind of it's all consuming and not always for the better. So I've been trying to give myself respectable distance from it when I can. Um, But this week, it was a big part of my life because I think I had so much time to sit down and think. So school was done for like a week. I've already started summer courses again. So now I have somewhere to put my my brain, which is a blessing in disguise. Um, Not that I appreciate all of the essays I have to write, but you know, it's I don't sit in my room and think about the meaning of life anymore. So I started, I noticed I was doing all of these, like, I don't know if anybody else has started these crazy, like, quarantine hobbies, but I was baking, like, every other day. My family loved it, but I was, like, I had nothing to do, so I would just, like, bake something. I always text my friends, I'm like, do you guys ever just, like, get so bored you make a quiche in the middle of the night? And they're like, no, Taylor, we don't do that. That is just you. <laughs> but that that was what my week looked like. Um, and as I was like, you know, learning to knit again or whatever I was I was doing, I started to realize how I had processed this new normal 
that we, was kind of thrust upon us. Um, and I started to piece together how there were these like two or three major steps, actually four major sections of my processing that led me down the path to where I am now, the mentality of it that I have now, which is this is kind of the time to create a new normal for myself, um, create a new lifestyle, because I don't know how quickly this is going to be changing. And I think for a while I was in denial and I was all, oh, it's fine. I'll be back at school. It'll be normal. Like, fingers crossed, like the world is moving forward. Um, but I can't necessarily just sit in the back seat and wait for it to get better and resolve. I kind of had to take responsibility for my every day and make my days better for myself rather than waiting for the world to fix itself. So that leads me to the topic for this week, which is creating a new normal, taking responsibility for your own life and making a life you're excited about that you wake up and like ready to go live, um, even considering these circumstances. So what necessarily does that mean, right? Like six months ago, life was not the way it is now. Obviously, I think everybody knows that um, in any sense. I can't think of one thing that's the same, which is crazy. Like there was there is no precedent for this. Normally, you can say, oh, in history, X happened. So maybe we'll do Y or oh, a couple of years ago, I went through this thing. And I did X, so I guess now I'll do Y and it'll lead to the same result. We are in uncharted territory, both for how to handle this pandemic, but also how to handle ourselves. We don't have experience in this this quarantine lifestyle. I don't think anybody's willingly done this before. Um, and so the whole world is figuring it out at the same time which can be scary you go for your friends for advice and they're like I don't know what the hell I'm doing either girl like <laughs> you can talk about it you can sympathize but and try and give helpful advice but it's not like one person has it all figured out so if I just follow their plan I'll get there too like this is a personal journey for everybody to figure out what is best for them right now and to try and implement per certain things in their life to make the here and now work rather than waiting for something to change so that things can move forward. Um, and especially right now, perspective for that is hard. It's hard to think, oh, you know, another six months from now, what will my life look like? I will be doing X, Y, and Z. Nobody has that sort of a future vision on on the progress of of the world and I'm like sitting here I'm like oh god no one knows what the hell is happening but but it's true normally you can I have this trick where I'll timeline something I'll be like oh I'm so not excited about this doctor's appointment I have to go to tomorrow but in like 24 hours this will not be a problem anymore so it's fine and I can rationalize the feelings I have about it and move on just like time stamp it done but I don't have a timestamp for this. We don't have a timestamp. So how do you put perspective on something when you don't know when it's gonna end? That's the hardest part. How do you motivate to get there? Um, and I'll talk a little bit about how to 
how to kind of fix, not fix that, because this isn't like a one and done deal, but how, how do you work towards accepting the now rather than waiting for the future? Um, and as I was thinking about this the past week, I noticed there were kind of, I had these four chunks of time where I noticed my behavior changing and my mentality changing um, in accordance to the timeline of this this quarantine. And I noticed it a little bit too, looking back on my experience, you know, moving back home and after being sick and having to take medical leave, there was this immediate period of shock and then mourning and then acceptance and then innovation and change. Um, and I kind of repeated myself in this whole quarantine situation again. Um, and I'll start with the first one, which is shock. And I think ev- I call this one the what the fuck stage. I think everybody can appreciate and relate to this one. When this thing started, you know, I was at school. We're all doing our thing. We know this is happening, right? We know this is a major problem globally. We didn't know to the extent that it would be affecting all of us personally, Um, especially in a college community where you're pretty sheltered as to what's going on in your own life. I know I used to wake up every morning and the news would be on in my family's home, so I would see it a lot more than when I was living independently at school. Um, So just generally, my environment was very different. My exposure to information was different. So when I got an email from the dean saying all classes are online for the next month and then as the days go by it's probably for the rest of the semester and people are packing up their dorm rooms that's not something you saw coming I literally packed up my room in six hours hopped on a plane and never went back like that is a day (laughs) and so it takes a while to wrap it took a while for me to wrap my head around that I got home I'm like whoa 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 where am I? <laughs> what? Why can't I leave my house? What happens if I do leave my house? Like, it's just, it's a, it was a whole different world and it happened so quickly. The change was so dramatic. I had so little time to process that it took me about two weeks to really let that fact sink in. Like, whoa, this is really happening. I rem- like, it didn't necessarily feel real. I don't want to say numb because I definitely felt things, but I don't think it sunk in, like the gravity of the situation sunk in for about two weeks. I was still talking to my friends. I was still in school. We were all like, whoa, this is weird. Then about two weeks later, I was like, okay, this is, this is real. It's been a while since I've seen you. I miss you. I miss school. What do we do now? What's happening? And that's when I started to get not only engaged in the problem, but I also felt the emotional side of it more. And that shifts into the second stage, which was mourning. I think everybody mourned this kind of loss of of freedom and um, and liberty to just like roam free. Like <laughs> these are such human, like basic human freedoms that we took for granted before that for public health reasons and personal health reasons are ill-advised. And that's not something that I think any of us ever saw coming. My dad was telling me the other night, like reality is often more wild than fiction. And I think this situation is a perfect example of that. You would never expect something like this to happen. And 
um, I was devastated having to leave my friends and I'm a naturally very independent person. So when I had to pack up and leave and move back home, I'm like, oh man, like I didn't even mind having to get food for myself. Like that was kind of dope. Like (laughs) the, the living on your own, the on your own timeline, you know, all of the things that not just college students appreciate about life, but I think anybody, um, appreciates about having, having freedom and independence was taken away and we're all just sitting around waiting for some piece of information to hold on to, to give us hope. Um, and although that is slowly starting to come, that mourning period for me of the loss of what I used to have was about three weeks. Um, when I, when I went back and mapped it out a little bit, um, which is a long time. I was really, really sad. Um, but I did eventually, as I adjusted to that new environment, began to accept what I'm calling the new normal, right? And normal isn't necessarily a great word to use for what's going on because this whole situation is far from normal. <laughs> like, and I mean, what that, that word really has no meaning anymore, at least for me. Like, I don't know. I don't think anybody's normal and that whole like normal's boring. Like I don't think there's a normal. Everyone's individual. Everything is individual. That's a whole different subject. But, um, after those about five weeks of shock and mourning, which was about half of this quarantine time, which when I put it in perspective is a long time to finally kind of wake up and come out, come to my senses and start to adjust. Um, I started to fight the denial and emotional pain that I was feeling, not necessarily like suppressing it because it was bad, because I do think that those emotions are super important to feel, especially when you're mourning a loss of something. Um, And they will surface eventually, whether or not you process them initially. So it's probably, it was probably better for me to feel them right off the bat. But I started to accept that this is, this is where we're at. Like I'm doing school from my high school bedroom. Okay. I'm exercising in my garage. Okay. (laughs) I'm making and like cooking all of my meals. Okay. Like this isn't necessarily feeling like something that is about to go away anytime soon. So how do I make this situation the best situation it can be. And that was kind of the beginning of my final stage, which I'm kind of in right now and I think is going to last for the duration of this quarantine is how how do we innovate and cre- create habits to make a lifestyle in this situation that we can still enjoy? Standards are different, of course. You know, the situation is different. We don't have certain amenities like, you know, driving to the beach and hanging out with 20 of your friends or whatever. Like, things are different. But how can we still live a life that we're proud of and excited to wake up in the morning and experience? Because every day is just as, you know, like... Oh, I hate this. I hate that I'm going to say this, but like life is short and this is time that I'm not going to get back. 
And despite the situation, I still want to be able to look back at this year of my life when I'm 20 years old and be like, man, I did some cool shit. I was happy. Um, not to say that like just sitting here in my parents' bedroom making a podcast is like my pinnacle, right? Like this isn't like the highest of my highs, but it is for sure not my low. And I kind of want to share some ways that I got there. Um, because I think about six weeks ago, I was feeling like this was the lowest of the low. Um, and I, ideally people would, I I, I just, I want, (laughs) I want people to be able to feel like not every day is ruined until life is normal because that might be pretty far away. So the first thing that I started doing, um, to foster this emotional and physical wellness while we're in this situation was manufacturing a routine for myself. Now, I'm already a creature of habit, so that wasn't very challenging for me. I'll wake up. I think for like nine months, I had oatmeal every morning. And that's that's a shit ton of oatmeal. I never got bored of it. I would still, I'd eat dinner and I'd go to bed and I'm like, God, I'm so freaking excited for my oatmeal tomorrow like I get excited for I think about my breakfast the night before not just because breakfast food is a superior food group but because I am a creature of habit and so for for this quarantine I kind of decided for myself like okay I wake up naturally now between 7 30 and 8 30 like I just wake up and it's the start of my day and that leaves me a full day to do whatever I either have to get done or want to get done. Um, It helps me maintain a good like sleep cycle so that I'm not getting an like excessive amount of sleep to where it'll affect your physical or mental state. But it's, I don't know, I'm getting into like REM cycles and shit. I don't need to do that right now. (laughs) But like routine is really, really important for me. it makes sure that I feel like days are passing. Sometimes if I like stay up for 15 hours and then sleep for 20 and then wake up for four and then sleep for another two and then wake up for 12, days are arbitrary. There we go. They don't feel like consecutive. They don't feel like they're passing at a regular speed. So time gets kind of warped. And then that's when priorities can kind of fall fall apart and so I like to make sure that I'm still feeling like time is passing and we're moving forward and I'm getting things done so that was my first step my second step is extra critical for me and I think just as critical for honestly everybody in this situation because of how confined we are um is exercise now that's not just I'm not saying this because of like physical standards Um, I'm saying this mostly for mental health. It is proven that exercise is a great form of, they say exercise is therapy. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But I, um, it releases dopamine and it makes, it releases stress and that like taking that time for myself, like saying, okay, I'm setting aside this hour of my day, I think it qualifies as self-care to do something that's good for my body, that's good for my mind, and t- 
take care of me because every because a lot of life is really challenging right now. Um, and I think a lot of people only qualify self-care as like, I'm going to take a bath and have a glass of wine and do a face mask and, um, you know, I don't know, like, I guess I'm trying to think of like the guy side of self-care, like maybe, ugh, this is so stereotypical, I'm not a dude, but like, is video games like guy self-care? I don't know. But some, like, those don't, those aren't disqualified, those aren't off the table, but I do think that getting outside, going for a walk safely, or yoga, or, you know, if you have weights, doing weightlifting, or, like, Dance Dance Revolution is so fun. I'm just, like, (laughs) thinking of ways to move your body and stimulate your mind and have that sort of activity incorporated in your day is really, really important, especially for me when I, that, like, keeps me healthy um it's personal to you whatever makes you feel the best um and then I noticed about two or three weeks in to my quarantine situation I started to feel less and less inclined to reach out socially and I would still call or I still pick up the phone and and about two minutes later I would feel like a different person. I was so excited to be talking to my friends. I was happy. We were laughing, remembering good memories, um, laughing about bad ones. And that kind of leads me to my third um, implementation into this whole system that I have made up for myself. But um, trying to get regular socialization in, whether that's FaceTime calls or um, there's texting with friends, phone, fa- like FaceTime or vo- like phone calls are, are great because it's like faster interaction. It feels more personal, it feels more real. Um, but I've had friends like pull up in front of my house and say hi and have like w- drive-bys and just trying to stay as social as possible because we're like, we're social beings. Like I do <laughs> I almost just said we're like herd animals. God, the horse girl's coming out. But <laughs> we're we're meant to socialize. We're meant to talk to people. And in in this time where we're advised to stay socially distanced and stay in our homes and separate as much as possible, that it's a really a really easy thing to do to slip away from people and for relationships to fall apart. Um, So I try and take time every day to make sure I'm fostering those relationships, talking to my friends, checking in on them. Maybe if there's somebody that I haven't talked to in a while, just shooting them a message saying, hey, like, how are you feeling? How you doing? Like, being a person that they can reach out to and talk to. um, Not only does that give you a person to talk to, but it makes you feel like you might be helping somebody else out. And I don't know about anyone else, but that always makes me feel... A little bit extra special when I feel like I can make somebody's day so just little things like that um, keeping you engaged with the rest of the world like it's still moving forward the world is there outside of your front door which I sometimes forget um, another thing that I've tried to add in which I talked about in my first episode when I did the 30 days of Thanksgiving um, listing three things that I was thankful for every day for the whole month of November. Um, 
I've tried to kind of continue that into my quarantine with just one thing a day. Throughout the course of the day, if I'm doing something, you know, it's like, I'm really grateful that my family is able to get food delivered to our house instead of us going into the grocery store because that cuts out some risk, not only for us, but for others. So that's something I'm grateful for. Or I am grateful that I'm still able to be getting an education right now in these crazy times and I can still do it virtually. Like stuff that I encounter on a daily basis that keeps me grounded in my situation. Um, Because it's easy to start taking things for granted or associating things that you normally appreciate with negative, um, what's the word? what's the word it's it's easy to associate things that you see in your everyday life now with this situation with this quarantine like now oh my god I see like my kitchen and I literally see my kitchen every day for the past 10 weeks I'm going crazy or um I don't know like the Netflix sound now is triggering for me because I watch so much of it. It turns on, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but then, I mean, obviously I keep watching, but um, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for those things and trying to remind myself that just because I'm in this situation doesn't mean what I have has to be associated with this situation. So trying to differentiate those two and appreciate the relationship I have with my family, that I get to talk with my extended family every week. Um, and just try and stay mindful of those little things. Um, and the last one that I would say is the biggest one for me is listening to my body and allowing myself to have both good and bad days. I think one of the, uh, and this is a slippery slope, but right now in this situation, there's a lot of mental health awareness going on in the media, which I think is is fantastic. I think that this is a really challenging time for everybody. Um, And no one's person's struggle, no one person's struggles are more or less important than another's. I think struggle is struggle when it comes to mental health. Um, And although there's always this, this constant push for positive change when it comes to mental health, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to be sad or call a friend crying or miss a a fond memory or want to go somewhere when you can't or miss a family member or just kind of like be sick of being stuck at home. Like those things are okay. I sometimes feel this pressure like, oh, I'm supposed to be you know, grateful and feeling, I don't know, like, like I'm supposed to be okay, right? To set a good example or because I work on my mental health, I'm supposed to be perfect. But like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't think anybody is like the strongest people in my life have bad days and that's fine. Um, so when you're having a good day, awesome do what makes you happy like I don't know bake something (laughs) like try and indulge that feeling and then if you're having a rough one 
that's okay too. You can cry it out. Like the other day I was crying. I called my friend. She told me to listen to party rock anthem and I was fine. Like, and truly, if you're feeling sad, listen to party rock anthem. That shit will make you laugh. And I was done. I was fine. Just be okay reaching out to people. Be okay in your sad moments. Be okay in your happy moments. Um, because not like none of this is predictable. And our our feelings right now, I think, are the most raw and the most valid that they're ever going to be. And the way that you deal with them is personal. I know I've been dealing with them in various ways. Music helps me a lot. Again, the baking. I'm like a real-life Betty Crocker right now. Um, <laughs> my family is like... I'm the only one in my family that um, doesn't eat gluten, and so I think they're all used to eating, like, gluten-free baking alternatives, and for a while they were, like, I think a little mad about it, but now I think because I've been doing so much of it, they're used to it. Um, but the bottom line is times are hard right now, but you can still make your own good exist in your life. Um, whatever that means for you, try and find those things, try and incorporate them into every day that you can because the more good you feel the easier it's gonna be to get through the bad I've found um and try and make that conscious effort for yourself because I think everyone deserves a little bit of joy right now so um yeah thank you so much for listening I hope everybody's staying safe during this crazy world crisis that we're having um send love to your loved ones, your friends, your family, and to yourself. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.